0: Yeah, so the interview today is gonna be with uh, Tanya, who I'll get up in a minute, but we were having a little bit of a chat, me and Tanya and Dave, her husband, who's also here. He's up the back on the projector. Everyone turn around, thanks, yes, good one, Dave. (laughs) And we were just talking about connecting in with Christians. Now, one of the things that I often think about is what we call the third space. And I just wanted to chat a little bit about the cafe that's out there that you see. Now, some people will know what the cafe is about and some won't. So the church runs a commercial cafe basically in the week from Wednesday to Saturday. And why do we do that? What's that all about? You see, we always have to have a why behind the what, don't we? What we do, but why we do it. The cafe itself was established... um, to really start to try and work on something that we're calling LifeHouse, which we're gonna explain more and more over the next few months what LifeHouse is all about, but basically it's about engaging with the community or with people that need um, help, uh, youth that that might not fit into the normal mainstream of society where we have programs or actually more, more, uh, I guess, accurately build relationships With those people so that they can come to know Christ through us. But at the same time, we always help them. Now, we have to understand everything we do has to have no motive other than love. Uh, It was interesting, we were talking uh, during the week at our Connect group about miracles, you know, and and the reason that uh, Jesus might not have done miracles, which is definitely a preach that I want to do in in the uh, near future, where, you know, three reasons why Jesus doesn't do miracles. But One of those was because they were asking for a sign from Jesus. In other words, they were saying, Jesus, show us your God by by doing a sign. Do a miracle in front of us, whatever it might be. At the same time, they'd seen Jesus perform many miracles, but they were asking him for a specific sign. Show us now by doing something, calling down fire from heaven, whatever it might be. But Jesus refused to do it. He said, actually, you're an evil, wicked generation. You're always seeking a sign. He wasn't saying, I don't want to do miracles, but what he was saying was that If I do a sign just in order to prove to you that I'm the son of God, it corrupts the base of what I'm doing. Jesus does miracles for one reason and one reason only, he loves you. That's it. He wants to restore the kingdom as to what it should be. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven where he wanted to show people this is actually really what it's like, the kingdom of God. This is what God wants for your life. He doesn't want the brokenness. He doesn't want the sickness. He doesn't want the pain. He wants to heal it. But it's that base motive of love. So if anything we do is not of love, then it's corrupted. It, it's, 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 it's for any other purpose than love. It's probably got, it has got corruption in it somewhere. So we've got a cafe out there that's designed to, yes, make money. Why? Because we want to be able to fund a ministry position for Lifehouse so that it would make enough profit. So that we can actually employ someone that might manage the cafe but also do the lifehouse programs. In other words, they can concentrate on how we're going to grow as a church and reach out into community. And that's going to take us joining in, first of all, as a church. Support that cafe, bring your friends and all those sorts of things. Um, Volunteer out there so that we can actually free up time for Isaac, who is being employed for that position. To actually work and develop, how are we going to, as a church, create spaces, provide opportunities for connection with community? Why? Because we love them. We want to help them. But in that process, hopefully, they can actually see the love of God through us. Wouldn't that be awesome? To actually think that people that meet Christians see love and they go, well, what's your motive? Is it to get me into your church? No. That would be great. That would be wonderful because heaven needs some more people. But the motive is no, we love the community. We want to show God's love to you through what we do. So that's what that cafe is about. All right, so it's totally about, yes, making money. Why? To fund ministry. Because guess what? From the giving that we have at the moment, we can't do it. But we want to look at ways, opportunities to do that and, and the, uh, the management committee decided that that's what we'd like to do, step out in faith to do that. Let's see where it goes. But it does take us as a church to support that. Now, the important thing is that we are creating third spaces. What is a third space? Okay, so we have our space, worship service. We have community. But where do these things come together? Where is it that you know we meet? with those that aren't yet believers? Where is it that we meet with those? Now, we should be able to meet them with them at the sports club, at the coffee shops, at work and things like that. There's places where we come together. But this is a really good place to sort of help us introduce people to church, to what Christians are. I just want to read a little quote to you. I'll just just read it out because i found it sort of funny but sort of interesting because it can be scary when you're not a christian meeting christians so this guy is called Hugh Holter and he said i've always said that people outside christian faith often perceive us to be a lot like mice if you meet just one they're kind of cute but if you come into a room full of them it can be it can kind of freak you out <laughs> is that not true Freaked me out. Being being someone who has never been to church, never been involved in that type of culture, coming into a place like this or your connect group or small group or whatever it might be, that's a bit freaky. That freaked me out. Can you imagine someone walking in these front doors being greeted by someone? Hey, how you going? It's good to see you and welcome along and they walk through and they see all this group of people and then they sit down and then they sing and then they hear the word of God and it's like, this is just so different to my normal Sunday morning which is wake up, have a cup of coffee, go to the cafe, go and do whatever. But it's outside environment where where I'm not really used to it. I don't know if there's any of you guys here that the first time you ever went to church you're like... These, these guys are nut jobs. Um, <laughs> I'm sure that it probably is there, you know, because you don't understand God, you don't know God and it and just sort of it freaks you out big time. Here we are in a group of mice. And yet, <laughs> you have seen the news footage with that big mouse plague in New South Wales? I don't want to be there, do you? Like, it's nice, the little mouse, but then when there's a thousand crawling all over you, it's like, scream, I'm, I'm not going to be there. Anyway, I was talking to Tanya and Dave about it, and we were just talking about some of their friends that they've introduced to church through that, but just about their experience with church. And what I wanted to do is just interview Tanya, who, who we're going to hear a little bit about of her story about how she became a Christian, just so that we can start to think about how we present the gospel to those who don't know it yet and how scary that can be for them let alone for you as a Christian. Come up, Tanya, let's give her a big hand. (laughs) I'll just move this back and we'll set the chairs up a bit forward. So Tanya is also, happens to be the uh, now Child Protection Contact Officer for Cornerstone Christian Fellowship, which means that, whoops, got water going everywhere. Yeah, she brought her in which means that she's in charge of child safety here, I guess. Is that right, Tanya? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes it is. I sort of tricked her this morning. I said, I'm going to ask you about you know, a couple of questions, five minutes. And then I was like, this morning I saw her and I said, Tanya, how about you be the main guest? And uh, she, she was like, awesome about it. So, t- Tanya, can you just sort of give us a little bit of an introduction to you, who you are? your family and all that sort of stuff at this present time. Hold it right, Cliff.
1: Okay. (laughs) Hi, (laughs) I'm Tanya. We've been living in the Northern Territory about 10 years now, I think. Um, We moved over from Western Australia. Um, We moved to Catherine First for three years. Um, Dave and I have been Christians for about 19 years. Uh, it wasn't until we moved uh, from Catherine to here that we started sort of coming back to the church because we sort of had been moving around a fair bit. So, um, yeah, we kind of had moved away from it. Um, we have two boys, Isaac and Eden. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, um, now both your boys were born premature. Yeah. Yep. Just tell us a little bit about this, that and the struggles.
1: Um, yeah, so Isaac was born 29 weeks premature when we lived in Perth. Um, so he was in hospital for three months. At the time, Dave was working with a company called gastec Australia where he would... Um, we lived in Rockingham. Um, I was... Uh, we were both in the Navy and we had discharged. Um, so Dave was working just with a company doing gas de- detection or something. Um, and I was still working part-time. Oh, no, I had left by then, sorry. Um, so he was sort of traveling every day backwards and forwards to the city. Um, it, was, it was about an hour from our house, the hospital. Um, so every day early, we would pack up. He would head to the city for work and then I would sort of be up behind him to the hospital and then I would get there and spend the whole day there. But I'd have to leave at about 2.30 to beat the traffic to get home. So we kind of did that for three months. That's quite tiring. Um, But at the time we had um, a really good church, local church, um, who supported us fantastically. Um, and they had uh, people cooking for us every day. We would come home, and there would be a meal sitting on the doorstep.
0: Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Tanya, did you grow up in a Christian home?
1: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tell us about that home. What, what you?
1: Um, um, so, my parents never raised me as a Christian. In fact, they were very anti-Christian. Um, although we celebrated Christmas and Easter, Um, that was about it, Um, never stepped foot in a church ever, (laughs) Um, yeah so my home was quite dysfunctional growing up with um, a lot of drinking, alcohol, domestic violence, that kind of thing.
0: Yep. And so what about your experience of Christians during those years Did you have any experience? Did you know any Christians?
1: No, the only Christians I ever experienced were the people that knocked on the door. I think they were the the Jehovah Witnesses that used to come. And my parents used to be very rude and turn them away.
0: Yep, yep. So you joined the Navy at what age?
1: I joined the Navy when I was 23. Um, Basically my lifestyle was fast, living in the fast lane, drinking, partying, uh, never had a cent to my name. My pay would just go on drinking alcohol. <laughs> um, and wherever I was, we would just go out and do tours of places where wherever we travelled.
0: Yep. And so during your time at the Navy, what was your job?
1: Um, I was a medic. Medic. Yeah.
0: Yep. And so Dave, as you said, was already in the Navy. When did you meet him?
1: So, um... What happened is the leading the lead up before I met Dave. I was going through a bit of a phase where I would have relationships like three months. I'd see somebody and then that would break down, and then I was doing that regularly. And then figured out that this is what it wasn't didn't want anymore. So I um, went on a I hate men phase. Like, I hated men. I was like, I'm not talking to them. They never call you when they say they're going to call. Um, so, uh, but I became ill and had to have an operation. Um, so, I was on really strong antibiotics. And all my friends were like, you got to come out this weekend, you know. And I'm like, I can't, I can't drink because, you know, back then if you can't drink, you just you don't have a good time. And I was like, no, okay, I'll be sober Bob, for you because if I drank on these antibiotics, I'd be, you know, really sick. So I decided, yep, I'm going, but I'm not coming in. So this place where we went had a beer garden. And I said, I'm going in, but I'm not going part into the thing at all. I'll sit outside. So when I got there, there was like a whole group of friends there and I said, I'll just stay here and... and, One of them introduced me to uh, another group of people that I didn't know and Dave was there and he sort of moved over and let me sit down and we got chatting and haven't stopped.
0: Mm. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Well, I
1: think I I talked at him and I haven't stopped talking at him.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. and I mean, we won't share Dave's story, but at the time he was sort of sworn off women as well, So, So
1: Dave was, um, yeah, so he was sort of a similar lifestyle to me. Um, I think he was sworn off women as well. He wasn't really into them much either. <laughs> um, and we chatted all night, and at the end of the night, he, I, we said goodbye and just kind of left it at that, and he came up to me, tapped me on the shoulder and said, can I call you? And I was like, sure.
0: Played it pretty cool.
1: Played it pretty cool, thinking yeah. he's never going to call. Because you know, they, they don't. Just, they need never call. call. Yeah. But he called. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And you obviously answered, so that's pretty cool. Um, and then you guys were together. Um, now, yeah. I, I want to sort of talk a little bit about. Um, uh, how it happened. Yeah, well, I guess so. And and how you became a Christian and Dave became a Christian. That story, because I think it's quite funny, to be yeah, honest. It is, yeah.
1: Ah, uh, so. Um so we kind of got started dating and got together. We were only together for about six or eight weeks, and then Dave went to sea. Um, his job was pretty much back-to-back sea posting. So he disappeared for six months, maybe even longer, came home, and I, I was actually house-sitting at the time, um, and then I had to move out. He he had no home. We were basically homeless. So we decided at the time that we should probably maybe rent a place together so we rented a, a small unit, um, and then we sort of went from there. We we actually decided to buy our own home. So we, we moved into our own home, um, and we got these new neighbours, um, and they were Jehovah Witnesses. And you know, like we were a bit like, "Oh, there's weirdos next door." Um, anyway, they started inviting us over for dinner, and. Um, dr- a, uh, by then, I'd had Isaac at home with me, um, and her, her small, her son used to go to the same school as our stepson, so um, we used to walk together to school, and have conversations and things. Um, I, I don't really remember the exact moment, but Dave um, had worked, was working with a guy um, who was a Christian, um, so Dave kind of uh, challenged God at the time. If you want me, you come get me. Uh, Um, This was all going on behind my back, by the way. I had no clue that he was having conversations with his workmate. And uh, I was actually having morning teas at my neighbour's house and she one day pulled the Bible out and gave it to me. And I was like, oh, you know, freaked out, ran home. And I don't really know what happened over the course of time, but I started to read it. Um, Yeah. And then one day, one day we were at the shopping centre, just pulled into the shopping centre to do the shopping. Dave turns off the car and he says to me, oh, I've got something to tell you. And I thought, oh my gosh, he's going to leave me. He's having an affair. <laughs> uh, and he, he goes, oh, I've been reading the Bible. <laughs> and I just went. Really? Because so have I.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So these guys were cheating on each other. <laughs> we
1: were cheating on each other with God. Um, so we were just like sitting there looking at each other going, what do we do now? I was, so Dave's like, oh, I suppose we should go to church. I'm like, yeah, I suppose so. So anyway, we did the shopping and then we decided, I think he called his friend who invited us up to a, um, a church which was an hour and a half away in Joondalup. Uh, and the whole time we were driving there the next day, uh, like we, we planned our trip, we left early and, and we got there on time. We were just sitting in the car park at the church, freaking out. Anyway, we thought, we'll just go in last um, so no one can see us. And we thought, if we go to a church an hour and a half, it means none of our Navy friends that live in our town will will see us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we felt like, like thieves in the night sneaking away. Um, so, we went to this, this church and we snuck in and we sat in the very back row in the first two seats next to the aisle so we could run away if it got weird. It got weird. Like, we walked in and, and we were like completely freaked out. So, we were only there, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes and ran away.
0: Yep. So, what was it that freaked you <laughs> out, Tanya? Uh,
1: because we had never really been to a church. We kind of, I think, you have images of the olden days church, you know, with the the, the wooden pews and all that sort of thing. Um, I mean, it was kind of set up like this. Yeah. I think it was just at uh, the unknown. I yep. Think of it, and they were kind of just doing laying hands on people and doing really weird talking in tongues and things like that. And
0: to a new Christian, that's just
1: like, whoa, yeah, yeah. out of here.
0: Yeah, because, like, did you ever have that thought, you know, like often when I talk to, to people who have never been to church and you say i come into church and they go, oh, yeah, but the building might fall down or lightning might strike. Did you ever feel like that? Or were you, like, pretty cool with it because you'd made a decision for, for God and you're just trying to see what it was like?
1: I think we were just trying to test the water to yep. see what it was like because it was really out of our comfort zone.
0: Yep. And, of course, Dave's a bit of an uh, introvert,
1: Yeah, he's a big introvert.
0: So church is a lot of people, isn't it? How did you feel with the, like, not just that experience, but as you started to get into a church, how was it that those barriers broke down for you guys?
1: I think we just uh, kept persevering with going to church. We would still sit in the back row, and we would rock in before, when the church service just started, and then we would escape as it finished. So we didn't let anyone talk to us. Uh, we did that for a little while until um, a group of people that are really good friends today um, pretty much grabbed us before we managed to escape um, and then started inviting us to stay back for coffee, um, inviting us to um, connect groups and those sorts of things. And then it sort of we started doing courses, the Alpha course and all different yep. things. Yep. So, so we ended up getting baptised in that church and um, that became our big family there.
0: Yeah. So what would you say then? um, For a person who's been a Christian all their life, church is pretty familiar. But how would we make church more, I won't say welcoming because I think it's welcoming, but more, I don't know how to, actually, I don't know the word to explain, but sort of accessible or where people feel less intimidated? When they come to a church. So
1: I think um, for a non-Christian to come even near a church, even to come and park in the car park, is extremely stressful. And even for them just to come in and like, even not even come into the auditorium. Like people, non-Christians that I know, to come here even to the cafe is is massive. Um, So I have three friends that um, I've invited to boot camp. Uh, It took a bit of convincing... That boot camp was just in the churchyard. It wasn't anywhere in the church. It was outside. You just had to come in the car park and go on the grass. That was it. Um, so eventually I managed to talk three of my friends into coming. Um, and the boot camp has been the best icebreaker, uh, so to speak. Um, so now they they came to boot camp and and saw that we had a cafe. Um, and because it's open so early at six in the morning, um, they actually suggested to me that could, they, could we meet up once a week and come in at seven and have coffee. Yeah. And because they were dying to... I think that because they know Michaela really well, they wanted yep. to test out Michaela's coffee. Yep. So... <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. And they know Michaela because she runs... Because she
1: runs the boot camp.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so now every Wednesday, um, they, we meet up at seven and have coffee.
0: Yeah, so would you think that they, I don't know, but you might have even when you guys were first saved, did you have a, an image of what a Christian is and has that changed like for yourself? Did you have an image that was, this is what a Christian is like and then you got to know some and they actually were normal people or not? <laughs> or are you now weird?
1: Oh, I'm probably now weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, yeah, definitely Christians aren't as weird as what you initially think. I don't know if weird's the right word.
0: No, but um, it's, an, it's but a different lifestyle, isn't it?
1: It, it is. And you, the one thing I have noticed, though, is the more... Like, I used to be really afraid to tell people that I was a Christian. Um, about up to seven years ago, I would never tell anybody that I was a Christian. I was really afraid of the persecution to come with it. Um, but as my faith grew, because I was still quite a young Christian, I now am not afraid to tell anybody, and everyone in my workplace know that I am, um, and they treat me accordingly too. Like, they won't swear around me, all those kind of things. Yep. Um, but they also see the other side. So I think they, the ones that come to boot care know me well enough outside of the church environment that they know that I'm not... I'm just me, and I'm just normal. Yeah. So I think getting them here was wasn't too hard.
0: Yeah, no, that's but good. But I think
1: um, if if you want to bring a new Christian, that maybe you should develop a relationship with them outside of the church first, so they see yeah. that you're not this, you know, oddball. Yeah. Um, and that once you can build that relationship, then bring them through to the cafe, introduce them slowly, and then maybe bring them along.
0: Yeah. Journey. That's right. And there's no, I guess there's no real formula for that, guys. Like, some people, they'll come to church even by themselves and God moves on their lives and then they're just like, bang, we're in. Others, it's like a slow thing, you know, and and honestly, years and years of relationships sometimes, eh?
1: Yeah, and look, when you first become a Christian, and if your family are anti Christian, you're going to cop it really badly from your family. Dave and I, our family are really anti-Christian, so um, Dave's family just still haven't really come around. Um, my parents, it's taken them 19 years, but they seem to have just... Oh, yeah, that's just Tanya and Dave. And, you know. um, hi. Hello? Hello. Oh. <laughs> um, so my family now, uh, like my dad had came to the... Christmas service last year, and he loved it. Yep. and he loves Neil. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's not to love? Laugh? <laughs> um,
1: and every time my mum comes now, she comes to church with us on the Sunday, and yeah, yeah. Um, but when we first became Christians, like when I told my mum, I, I felt like I was telling her something dirty to start <laughs> yeah. with, and yeah. she was just like, "Oh, Tanya, stop it." What are you doing that for? <laughs> and it was like, well, this is just us now, so you know, you take it or leave it, this is what we do. Yeah. But um, I think God was brought Dave and I together for a purpose um, because of our hard road ahead with Isaac and Eden. Eden was 26 weeks, so he was in hospital even a little bit longer, but about the three months as well. So I think if it wasn't for God being there, we wouldn't have got through that as easy as we
0: did. Yeah, that's amazing. So Tanya, just a couple more questions. What what do you think strengthens your faith the most? What things do you do that you think, well, that actually makes me a stronger Christian?
1: Uh, Coming to church regularly and having fellowship with all my friends. Um, praying, reading devotions every day um, and listening to my worship music I usually have that blurring in the car on the way to work um, the job that I'm currently in I don't know why I'm there but God, God's definitely put me there um, when I apply, he basically told me to apply for that job I had no idea <laughs> why yep. um, I still have no idea why Um, It's it's difficult, uh, and every day I have to pray on the way to work to give me strength for that job. Um, And when I applied for that job, the day I submitted the application, I just knew it was mine. Um, But I'll just remain faithful and see what he's got in store for that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, great. And the last question is, what has been the change for you since you accepted Jesus into your life? Um, What things have been transformed in you
1: um so i felt i think I, I was always felt empty and was looking for something i think um always getting into the wrong relationships or friendships and people I, I felt like i was always the one putting the effort in and really not getting anything out of it and i think just have feeling lost and having no purpose I think um, now, you know, I feel like a whole person.
0: Yeah. So you came from a broken person to a whole person. Yeah. That's God. <laughs> Isn't um, that amazing?
1: And it, it helps having Dave as well. Like yeah. if we we pray together and read together. So I think having your partner. Um, so when we have days or weeks that we're really busy and there's been lots of things going on, and you get tired. We always try and one of us will always say, Hey, let's go and turn the T V off and go to bed early and let's just read for a while and pray and you just really need that from each other. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's so true, isn't it? Very important. (laughs) Well thank you, Tanya. Really appreciate you sharing with us. I know, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And and what we're gonna do now is we're just gonna pray for Tanya and dave and her family but also after that um we're just going to pray together we'll stand and we're going to pray another prayer and what i'd like to pray is this prayer and for all of us to pray and pray for one another in our seats or whatever that the people in our families that are not walking with god will find that connection with him all right so restoration of relationship with god that's that's the key all right um i just want to say thank you to tanya um just as you start, because, because as, a, as a Christian, especially myself, who's been coming to church all my life, it's important to think, what is it like for someone else? I don't know if you've ever been to a new sport group, a group of people or whatever. How do you feel when you walk in? It's, it's a little intimidating. It's a bit different. And don't think it's going to be any different if someone comes to church. They're not just going to automatically feel, wow, this is where I belong. Sometimes it's very hard because it's different. And we're unusual, you know, we're, we're, we are hopefully going to be able to be the people that present to them Christ and God's kingdom, which is love and which is a good relationship. But it's still hard, like, to come in the front door. So just think carefully about where you meet with people. As Tanya said, said to us before, she said, you know, it's really important that we don't just think, you know, we've got to get people to church because that's not really the point. The point is we have to restore their relationship with God. That's what's broken. Church is definitely part of that. It's a place where we can get strength and life and those things. But, but the first thing is, are they restored with their relationship with God? That's the key thing because that's where everything else flows from. If you don't have a relationship with God, you're going to be what Tanya described before as feeling empty. You are going to be broken. But when that's restored then you feel like a whole person again and that's the point all right so let's pray for tenure and dave and then um i'll get us all to stand after that and we'll pray for family members <laughs> father i just want to thank you for tenure and dave i thank you for their story i thank you lord that you spoke through the scriptures to them that they were reading the bible and they learned who you were father you're amazing you were working in their lives even before they were born that you had a plan for them and you brought that Uh, about father god we thank you for her sons lord that are only alive because of your grace born so early yet your hand took care of them and father we just pray that that you would hold them in your hands father god and bring them to the fullness of life so we just pray a blessing over this family we thank you so much for everything that they do for others and lord that the love that they show towards other people and to each other father god And just pray a blessing over their lives in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you, Tanya. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) All right, guys, how about we stand? Um, And you might be able to think right now, is there some people in your life that are your friends that you're thinking, I'd love to just restore their relationship with god i hope so (laughs) if you don't there's a problem um but to just ask we're going to ask god for wisdom and how to share well in that area and then i'd just like you to just maybe go to the person next to you and just pray with them as i pray the next prayer after that which will be god restore the relationship of my family members with you with yourself help us to do that so first of all let's pray for our friends Uh, father god i just thank you so much that your love for this world was so strong that you sent jesus to die lord we just want to lift up those friends that are in our mind right now father we just ask in jesus name that your spirit would just fill them with your love lord that they would understand and know who you are father i just pray that as christians we would represent you well to them and and create father god that feeling of love that only comes from you in the name of Jesus, we just pray for their salvation. We pray, Lord God, that Father, as we invite them into church, into third spaces, whatever it might be, that Lord God, your spirit would just guide us with wisdom in what we do. We just want to thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you just grab, or not grab, <laughs> we don't grab. Just, just If you just meet with someone next to you right now and just, just pray for family members, if you could, um, that uh you're feeling that you'd just love to see saved that would be great music team you can pray for that too together um yep go for it yourselves okay yeah yeah father we do thank you for all the people in our families lord god that need to know you And we just pray, Father God, for breakthrough, Father God, in their lives. We just pray for that revelation of who you are, of the love that you have for them, Father God. And we just want to thank you that you are working, Father God, on their hearts right now. And we just want to bless you for that. And thank you for the victory. We thank you, Father God, for them coming into the kingdom. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Thank you, Father. Yep, great. Just as, uh, as we... Sing these last songs. Uh, perhaps you'd like prayer for anything. Please be aware that at our church here we, uh, we have what we call the front open, which is basically you can just come up and we'll pray for you, whatever it might be. Do You want to just experience a touch from God. Perhaps this morning you just like want to actually ask God into your life. You've never done that before. Um, we'd love you to just come up and pray with me about that. Other than that, any other need you have, please come up for prayer. And let's all just worship wholeheartedly in Jesus' name.